Well, hello everyone. It is time for announcements here at Keys Vineyard. Uh, some new groups have started up. Uh, this last Thursday, our Celebrate Recovery group started meeting Thursdays at 5.30 p.m. Uh, they'll be meeting here at the church this Thursday, right before our other Thursday event, which will be this Thursday, Heaven City Limits. Uh, that's going to be at 6.30 p.m. here at the church. That is a night of uh, worship and prayer and ministry. Uh, really going to be a great night. So, yeah, make sure you come a little bit before 6.30 uh, for Heaven City Limits and uh, yeah, the Celebrate Recovery uh, will be meeting, as far as I know, this Thursday at 5.30 p.m. here at the church, probably in one of the classrooms. Uh, another group is starting Sunday evening, this Sunday evening, November 5th. Uh, it's Grief Share. That's going to be Sundays at 6 p.m. located in the Noah's Ark room here at the church. Uh, if you're going through something and you could use that time, uh, it's a really good opportunity for you to join that group. So Grief Share is starting uh, this Sunday evening, November 5th at 6 p.m. Uh, also starting up this month is our drive for Operation Christmas Child. It's that time of the year where we fill out shoeboxes and do all that. Uh, if you are doing a shoebox, we have some of the paperwork in the check-in foyer here at church. Uh, so grab that. Make sure you, you know, you do all the things you need to do. And please bring it back by November 19th. Okay, if you bring it afterwards, it's going to wait here a year. Uh, we can't get it anywhere else. So uh, if you want it to go across the world, bring it here by November 19th. That'll be cool. If you're online, you can fill out a shoebox online as well. It is a tremendous option. I don't have to go shopping. I don't have to do all that. You can pick out what you want to put in the shoeboxes online. And uh, it goes, uh, you know, somewhere, I, you know. But yeah, do the online thing if that's more convenient for you. Uh, if you prefer it, filling out the shoebox yourself. We've got shoeboxes in the check-in foyer and uh, the paperwork you need to make that happen. Those are really all the announcements that I have. So with all that being said, let's get ready for church. Woo! Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us online, getting ready to hop back into worship. We've had a great time already this morning and looking forward to spending this time with you. Continuing on in our series called Kingdom Revealed, part six, more about trees. Really important that we sort of get a hold of what's happening. So get your Bibles and get a coffee if you want and get comfortable because here we go. Woo! Good morning, family. It is wonderful to see all your faces and hear your voices. We are looking forward to spending time with you all in worship and in the word. I'm going to tell you what we'll be attempting to do. Uh, in case you didn't know, we're going to start things off with communion. Chaplain Doug is going to lead us through that in just a moment. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. And then Pastor Georgina will come up and lead any kids who'd like to join her through a Bible verse. We'll dismiss them all off to their Sunday school classrooms. And then we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve. We are in Kingdom Revealed Part 6. And we're digging into more about trees and the symbolism between them and mankind. And it's really good. And I'm looking forward to diving in. But before we do, I'm going to fix my mic and we're going to pray. Okay, let's pray. <laughs> Holy Spirit, would you come? Papa, we thank you for your presence here this morning. And we thank you for your willingness to meet with us. 
We thank you for the ways that you've been moving in us and through us this week, God. For how you've been growing us and stretching us. For how you're seeding new things. Papa, we ask this morning that we would, you would give us the strength to put down the things we carried in with us. It's hard to let go. But regardless of the worries weighing on us, God, we know you're bigger and we know that none of it is outside your control. So we put it down. We focus fully on you. God, let this be a time of us drawing nearer to you. Of resting in your presence. We love you so much. You are so, so good to us, Papa. We join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is proclaimed with this collect. Lord God, keep your household, the church, grounded in faith and love so that by your protection, it may be free from all adversities and may devoutly serve you in good works to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Chaplain Doug. And as his friends gathered here today, we too can partake of this meal, the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. And we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again. And we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. We're going to enter now into our time of worship together. And I always try to encourage us all to sing out and to lift our voices as we praise the Lord. He is worthy of our praise. We'll see the words on these screens, so sing sing along with those. You're welcome to sit, stand if you're able, as we speak the name of Jesus.
Trumpet sound. 
grace you have poured out grace you brought me out of darkness you have filled me with peace giver of mercy you're my help in time Lord I can't help but sing
your promises my confidence is your faithfulness and I will rest in your promises my confidence is your faithfulness for this time of worship in your presence. And Father, as we're here in your presence, I'd ask that you'd be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to us, that are taught to us. Use those words, God, to stir up our hearts towards you. And Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you'd be with those working with our children. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, oh God. You are so good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come on up and teach the children a Bible verse? Good morning, everyone. Hi, boys and girls and big boys, too. Awesome. Well, today's true Bible story can be found in four of the Gospels, right? There's only four Gospels, but it can be found in all of them, right? So it's a very important story. Are you ready to listen? Good job. Hi, Lana. You can come over here and sit over here. All right, so last time we saw Jesus, right? He was at the Garden of Gethsemane. And remember the people, a crowd of people came and they took him away. And Jesus was arrested and they brought him before the high priest, right? And the religious leaders, they wanted to find reasons to hurt Jesus, right? To get him in trouble, right? Because they wanted the power. They didn't want Jesus to have any power, right? <clears throat> so what happened next is that um, the high priest asked Jesus, right, do you have anything to say? Are you the Messiah? Are you the son of God? And guess what Jesus said? 
We can read about it in the book of Mark, chapter 14, verse 62. Jesus said, I am, and you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds in heaven. He was telling them, yes, I am the one God promised. And when I am done, I am going to sit at the right hand of the Father, and I'm coming back. And guess what, guys? The high priest was not happy at all. No way, right? He was not happy at all. And the religious leaders started, did not want to believe what Jesus had said, right? They, so they said that he was lying and they took them to, they took Jesus to the Roman commander or governor. His name was Pilate. And Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, yes. And then the religious leaders started lying about Jesus. They started to say that Jesus was lying and that he did very bad things, but Jesus never did anything wrong, and he stayed quiet throughout the whole thing. And guess what? Once a year during the Passover, Pilate would let the people choose a prisoner for him to set free, right? <clears throat> so this prisoner... There was one prisoner who did very bad things, and his name was Barabbas, right? So Pilate told the crowd, okay, who do you want me to set free, Barabbas or Jesus? And guess what the crowd said? They cried out, they shouted out, Barabbas, right? So then Pilate asked, what do you want me to do with Jesus? And guess what they said, boys and girls? Can you guess? They said, crucify him, right? So Pilate let the crowd take Jesus away. Wow, right? I know. Through all this, Jesus never said anything, right? He never, he never answered his accusers, right? Because Jesus knew that this was God's plan for him to die on the cross to save us from our sins. Isn't that wonderful of Jesus? Yes. And he says that when we trust him, right, we have forgiveness and we can live with him forever. Isn't that wonderful? Okay, cool. Awesome. Are you guys ready to say the Bible first? Okay, repeat after me. Mark 14, 62. Mark 14, Okay. I am, said Jesus. Very good. He said it just like that, too. Very good. And you will see, and you will see the, Son of Man the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power, and coming with the clouds of heaven. Wow. Excellent job. You did. Good job, kids. The children are getting stickers because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Pastor Georgina will pray for them and will send them off to Children's Church. Where there are snacks, there are snacks at Children's Church. Okay, thank you. All right, guys, let's bow our heads and let's talk to the Lord who loves us so much. Okay, you ready? 
Okay, Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this day, God. We thank you for taking care of us and protecting us and being our Savior, the one who gave his life for us, Lord. I pray that the little ones, Father, will understand this deep truth that they are so loved, so chosen, so protected, so wanted. In Jesus' name, what do we say? Yes, thank you, Pastor Georgina. Good job, kiddos. Have fun. Behave. Learn well. If I had to choose of all those things, probably behave. Oh. If I'm ranking them, behave, have fun, learn well. I don't know. But Sounds it's all right. Good. Welcome to the Vineyard. So glad to have you with us today. And welcome to those of you joining us online. Happy to be with you and uh, get to spend a little time together today. That uh, QR code that just popped up on the screen, it will take you, if you point your smart device at it, to some very helpful links on our website. There's a link to our Connect card. If you've never filled one out, please do. Real easy. Just name, phone number, and uh, email. There's links for the fill-in notes. Those are helpful to follow along in the sermon. There's a link to the translator system. We actually translate into 30 different languages right on your phone. So you can hook up and you can pick whatever language you like out of 30. And you can either read it or if you have headphones on your device, you can listen. Um, very amazing, and there's some other cool stuff there as well. So there's that. When we gather corporately, we pray for our neighbors. We do this to reinforce something we ask you to do every day. Please pray for the people that live around you. It makes a big difference. So think about a couple of your neighbors. We'll go to the Lord. Papa, we lift up our neighbors to you. We ask God that you would move in their lives in mighty ways. Draw those who don't know you into relationship with you, God. Help us to be good neighbors and to love our neighbors well and bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this whole area so that hundreds and thousands of people will come to know you as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We're in a series called Kingdom Revealed. This is a, a, a sort of deeper look into Genesis 1 and 2. Um, sprung out of that last series where we broke the Bible into eight sections, storyline, the and now we're going to expand on those sections. And there's so much happening. First two chapters of Genesis have a ton of information that's important to the rest of the story. And then really the first 11 chapters of Genesis, which we'll cover, will sort of set you up. It'll give you the, the sort of the style points, if you would, for the whole rest of the book. So it's worth knowing and spending some time digging into, and that's why we're doing it. Amen. And we're going to talk more today about trees in just a moment. Trees are significant. And we're going to look at why today. So we'll get there in a second. And let's, uh, well, let's go to bad jokes. Oh, yay. Last, last, last week I went uh, trick-or-treating. And instead of saying trick-or-treat, when I went to the houses, I told bad jokes. Mm -hmm. uh, all I got was a couple of Snickers. Well, those are good, good Halloween candy. Yeah. I'd be yeah. happy with Charlie a couple Brown of Snickers. Charlie Brown got a rock. I, I got know, a rock. rock. We watched it this week. We the did. Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. 
Oh, so we're talking about trees, and the, the Hebrew word for trees is more flexible than ours. Uh, and so it, it, it encompasses all kinds of trees and wood. Even when you cut a tree, it's still the same word. And, and I can cut, speaking of that, I can cut a piece of wood in half just by looking at it. Really? It's true. Mm-hmm. I saw it with my own eyes. Last one, and then I'm going to leave. Do you know what the first rule of the passive-aggressive club is? (laughs) No, but you 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 know what? On second thought, never mind. Just forget it. And I saw what you were going to do there. I know know what you're going to do. Please (laughs) pray for us and lead us in the reading of the word. All right, I'm going to I'm going to attempt that. Let's pray, and we'll read the word together. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you that you are filled with grace and compassion and your mercy knows no bounds. Father, I pray today that as we dig into your word and we make connections that you want us to make, we would truly know you better. Thank you for the peace that descends upon us when we look to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand, please, for the reading of the word? As Pastor said, this is Genesis 2, starting at verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat it, you will surely die. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Y'all can be seated. I have a new. I mentioned Bucky's like six weeks ago, and, and the gifts keep pouring on in. So thank you very much for that. I've had pecans and cups and stuffed animals. We talk about the Cadillac dealership next week. <laughs> you never, you never know, right? I wasn't expecting a Bucky's cup. So. Yesterday, uh, some of us from the church went up to Marathon where they had a Joy on the Rock festival. It was fun. A bunch of the churches were involved. And uh, so lots of cool things happened. Um, they asked us to, to if we would play musically. And um, we have a service Saturday night, so it's hard to get a whole team up. But Doug said yes. And uh, he, he was going to go with uh, Doug and Kimberly and two of our grandsons are both musical. I don't know if you know. They're only 10 and 8, so you haven't seen them up here yet. But... Um, the eight-year-old plays keyboards very well, and the ten-year-old plays bass very well. They were going to go, and then as we got closer, my son, hey, Dad, you want to come and play? And I said, okay, that would be fun. Uh, and, uh, and then Brandon and Cameron came up as well, so we had a drummer and another singer. And we were the first one up, and they weren't really ready, for, but it was, it was fine. We had, a, we had a good time. And as I was up there, I had this thought that, so they've had these festivals on and off for a long time up there. And... Uh, I, it was 15 or 20, we used to go quite often, 15 or 20 years ago, I remember being up there and playing music, and I, my son was on guitar, and my daughter was playing bass. So this was, a, this was a long time ago. And then I'm up there yesterday, and I'm playing with my grandkids, and I'm like, how cool is this? And then I, you know, then I had thought, I am so old, because <laughs> it just keeps happening over and over again. 
Um, but the other, another cool thing was this. Uh, we, we sent the food truck up. Pastor Fran, God bless you. He was up there from, from, for like, from 11 to 5 or 10 to 7. or It was a long time. But for the first time ever, he completely gave away everything that was on that truck. Um, it's amazing. So that's like a thousand things given away be, between ice cream cups and snow cones and sandwiches and floats. And um, thank you, church. Let me brag on you for being so generous that we can go and just give all that away and bless that many people. That's because of you guys. So that was fun. And uh, we had a good time. So it's good. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about trees. And I'm, I, so this is my third attempt at this particular message, and I keep thinking, okay, how can I, I want to make sure I connect with you the importance of today's sort of message about these trees, because we're reading about trees back in the Garden of Genesis, uh, the Garden of Eden in Genesis, but they still play a role in our lives today, and I, and I think as you make the connections, it will open up some stuff for you, so I'm, I'm hoping that I can share it in a way that makes a difference. So last week, uh, we talked about trees, and I said there's similarities between trees and people on purpose in the Bible. Both produce fruit, both are seed-bearing, so they can kind of continue life. They couldn't start it, but once they have the gift from God, they can keep it going. There's a lot of images in there, and that there's a lot of times where things happen between trees and people that are significant in the Bible story. We're going to see it in Genesis 2, but then you'll see it on and on again. You see it with Abraham by the oaks of Mamre in Genesis 19. We see it with Moses and the tree of the, the burning bush was a tree. And, and this happens. And, and the fact that Jesus is crucified on a cross that's referred to as a tree is significant. And so you need to be looking at what's going on when you see these things. And so many of these themes in Genesis then carry through. But we're dealing with trees, and we started it last week. And today I want to talk about two trees in specific. In specific? Yeah, they came right. Specifically in the garden. Now, these aren't the only two trees in the garden. We, we saw last week that uh, there were a number of trees. Verse 8, the Lord God had planted a garden in the east. There he put the man he had formed. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees to grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. So these trees, you're supposed to, the the writer is trying to catch your, they look good and they're fun to look at and the fruit looks good. These are good. And and God, uh, in the middle of the garden were a tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So so there's all these trees, but there's two in specific that they want to make sure your eyes are drawn towards. And these trees are in the the middle of the garden. The tree of life is definitely in the middle and right next to it or very near it is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the story is set up so that uh, to get to one tree, you've got to walk by the other. So they're both in view. They're both in focus, these two trees all the time and what they represent. And, And so that begins to set up the story for us. Now the tree of life, fascinating tree, uh, it's in the center of the garden. And it really represents being in proximity to God. Uh, and that, that in the divine command that we looked at last week in Genesis 2, uh, it says there in the divine command that all the trees are available to people. I, God just gives you everything, every tree, every, it's all yours. One caveat, this is the other tree. But all the trees are there. And why I said that was important is that all the trees in the garden include the tree of life. And so the very heart of God from the very beginning is to give you this life 
And it's a forever life. It's a, the tree of life sort of signifies a life that intensifies what was breathed into us on day six. And, and now it's another step up with God. And it's not so much the tree and the fruit of the tree in itself that's like magical or something. It's right there at the center of the, center of the garden. It's the proximity to the giver of life, God. And that's what you have. Access and relationship to God is what this eternal life is all about. And God just gives it to us. You didn't earn it. You need to start thinking about that because I, I think we often think that eternal life is some sort of reward. And it's not. It's just a gift. It's just the goodness of God. It's His heart. He wants it. He wants you to have it. He, here it is. Everything good. God wants you to have the very best life forever. That's the heart of God. There's no tricks. There's no... He just... It's all yours. I want you to have this life forever. I want you to trust me. And I want you to walk with me. And I want you to experience His life of of just, you know, incredible journey and, and peace and, and everything. Imagine the beginning life there. There was no shame. There was no mess. There was a, it was just, and God would come in the middle of the day and walk with them. And it's like, oh, how cool is that? And they didn't earn it. It was just, here you go. It's all given. And, and that's what's life. That's what's given on, is that these trees are there, the tree of life, eternal life, and then this other tree. And so understand the tree of life is what God wants humanity to have. It's just given. It's just, it's not earned. This is the heart of God for you. And uh, that's a big deal, right? And then there's this other tree. And uh, it's a pretty big deal too. It's the tree of knowing good and bad. And I've had lots of conversation with people over the years, and some people think that if God was so good, why did he put this bad tree in the garden? And, and the, the, the best way I know how to explain that is this, because the tree in itself isn't, it's, it's, if God wants to be in relationship with you forever, and he wants you to experience life with him forever, that's the heart of God. But if you didn't have some sort of viable alternative to that decision and choice, it wouldn't be a choice you got to make. So God is choosing you, but he also wants you to choose him. Because if you didn't have a choice, you, it wouldn't be a, the kind of relationship he wants. It would just be more of, almost like a slave, which is what the little Elohim are going to end up with. It's not the heart of God. And he wants people who choose to be in relationship with him. So there's this one other tree in the garden. And he says, and it looks good too. It, we find that out here in a little while. But he says, don't eat from that tree. Everything that you need is here. I'm giving you everything. Trust me. That's really what God is. Trust me. I am giving you everything you need for life forever. The best kind of life. But stay away from that tree. And it's the tree of knowing good and bad. And I think people wonder, well, what's that all about? Why is it that knowing good and bad is that the problem? And what is even good, good and bad? I, it's good and evil. I know most translations. Why am I saying good and bad? The Hebrew words are tov and ra. And I, I, I know them because I like being able to say those are simple Hebrew words. A lot of them aren't so simple. Tov and ra. And tov means good or pleasant. And things can be tov. And ra means, well, can mean evil, but it normally means bad. And the words aren't used a whole lot. So you could do a little word study if you want to geek out a little bit. And uh, like they're used in Jeremiah to describe figs. And there were tov figs, some really good, pleasant figs. And there were raw figs. And they weren't evil. They just weren't good. <laughs> and that's kind of the idea. They're opposites that they're playing on. And so there's this tree 
that's there in the garden that we're to stay away from. And if we stay away from it, life, 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 everything good, good. But that tree is going to cause a problem. If we go after that tree, we forfeit life. And, and this becomes at the heart of the decision that I want to try and make sure we get to before we end today. But let me say, it's not, it's not the knowledge of good and evil that's really the problem. Because to rule well with God, we've set this up by talking about being imagers and you know the, we're the royal priesthood. We need to know. In order to rule, how to, we need to know the difference between good and bad. That makes sense, right? It's, so it's not the knowledge of good and bad. It's where you're going to get that knowledge that this whole thing comes down to. Who are you going to listen to for wisdom in your life? Are you going to listen to God and trust that He's got you covered and that He wants the very best for you? Or will you decide that you really can't wait on God all the time and that you're going to just take it for yourself? That's at the heart of sin all the time because what's going to happen is they take from the tree they were told not to take from and that's where all the issues come. And I want to suggest to you that that's constant in our lives. These trees are there. And if you can start looking at your decisions based on, there's trees. This one tree leads to life. And that's mine already. This other tree is me getting ahead of what God wants and taking what he hasn't given me. Because somehow what I'm saying is, God, you don't really know what I need. I know what I need. I'm going to take what I want. You see that everything kind of setting up in that. Can you, relate? I, can you relate to that personally? Can you see how that fits into every choice you've made about sin throughout the course of your entire life? I want this, and I'm not going to wait. And, and, and then we sort of reason out of it. You know, well, God, you, you know, we kind of like, it's so, like we're smarter than God, and we're not. And we get in trouble over time, mostly because we don't like to wait. But if you can trust in the goodness of God, God is so good. And he wants life for you. But it comes at waiting. So, so the, the, the thing is, he's going to teach his people. Uh, the, he's going to give wisdom about good and bad. But he's going to do it as they're ready for it. That's what God's going to do. Can you wait until I know that you're mature enough to handle it? And I will give it to you as you need it over the course of I'm going to give you everything you need as art of God over the course of time? Or will you get impatient and take for yourself what you think you have to have? And that's what happens here ultimately in the garden. I love this story about this, uh, this idea of ruling with him and needing to know good and evil. Watch what happens, good and bad, with Solomon. Most of you guys know Solomon, right? Son of King David, uh, becomes king and gets uh, before God. And God says, well, Solomon, what do you want to rule? And basically Solomon could have asked for anything and he asked for the right thing. Lord, you've made your servant king in place of my father David. But I'm, I'm only a little child. He was a young man. But not yet mature in the knowledge of good and bad, if you would. Uh, and I don't know how to carry out my duties. I can't co-rule with you. I'm not, I'm not ready. Your servant is here among the people you've chosen. Uh, great people. Too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong, good and bad, tov and ra. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? And so Solomon asked for wisdom from God. Doesn't take it for himself, doesn't get ahead of God. Later on he will, but for now he's doing pretty good. And 
He waits and says, God, I, and, and God says, yes, that's what, and, and because that's what he asked for, what does he do? God gives him everything because he's already wanted to give him everything. And, and he chose right. I want wisdom from you, God, in order to know the difference. That's what it looks like. That's what all of us need to do. And, and that's where life really comes from. Solomon, so now, I told you the Bible is all tied together, right? And so when you get to the Proverbs, love the Proverbs, uh, and Solomon writes most of the Proverbs. But now with that story in mind, just what's happened there with the trees, because things keep relating back to the trees and everything going on. Listen to this proverb. I'm going to read it. didn't make the notes. Um, in Proverbs chapter 3. Look what Solomon says. So, so the tree of life makes an appearance in Genesis 2, Revelation 22, one other spot. Proverbs 3. No, that's not a coincidence. Blessed are those who find wisdom and those who gain understanding. For she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. The she there is the wisdom of God. That's what he's referring to. And they get it from God. She's more precious than rubies and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life, tree of life, is in her right hand, eternal life. And in her left hand are riches and honor. Everything else. This is the tree. This is where you want to get your wisdom from. That's what, and that's Solomon's experience. Her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. I just like that one line. Doesn't that sound good? In this crazy world where there's so much of the opposite, like no passive peace, that this, in, in God's way, she, God's wisdom, is a tree of life. There it is. To those who take hold of her and those who hold her fast will be blessed. And so it's this connection of the tree of life is the, is the tree that you want. Obviously, it's where blessing comes from. It's the way to life. He, Proverbs 1 gets tied in too. Uh, you could read all of Proverbs 1, but I'm just going to skip down to verse 7 because this is significant. Verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is just the reverence of the Lord. It means doing it God's way. That's where you find life. Not doing it God's way leads to death and curse. Doing it God's way, life, blessing. These are what the trees represent. Whose way are you going to go? Who are you going to listen to in life for wisdom? Are you, are you going to trust in the Lord? Even if you have to wait for a little bit? Although he's so good. But will you trust in him? Or will you not trust and listen to other things? Listen to the culture. Listen to the enemy. Listen to your own. I got to have it. It looks pretty. I want it right now. That's never trapped up any of you. And it's the tree. They look good. The, the whole problem with the trees, they on purpose look good. Ooh, that's good. But one way leads to life, and one way leads away from life. Look, and, and the, it comes down to whose wisdom will you listen to? Which way will you go? God's way or your way? And don't think when you're thinking about going your way, when that other tree is really attractive, the tree you're not supposed to be going, don't think the enemy doesn't pop in and help with that decision process for you. And, and look what happens in Genesis 3. Little peek. We gotta, we'll dig into Genesis 3 a lot in the second part of this series and the next part. So I'm not going to define it as much as I would like to. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. I, I do need to say this. If, you, if you're confused and in your mind, all you see is this cartoon little snake talking in the story. Like it's, it's, it's not. It's so much more than that. The serpent is the, the personification of the enemy. Little E. Elohim is there. He's in the midst. 
And look what, listen to, this is what he does. He's making these people representatively question God. Who are you going to listen to? Uh, did God, let me go back. Did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Well, God never said that. God said, all the trees are yours, including the tree of life. It's all yours. Just one, one little, stay away from that tree. So, uh, and, and she gets it right off the bat. No, we can eat fruit from trees in the garden. We're allowed. But God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. And actually, they're adding to it already because they were just told not to eat the fruit. They didn't, didn't say anything about not touching it. In fact, they were cosmic gardeners. It was, but it, they were, they probably thought, we should stay away from that. So let's just not even touch it. Probably a pretty good choice. But now the enemy's stirring things up because he says, you won't certainly die. Is what he says to the woman. This shrewder being who seems to know more than they know. Mm. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God, Elohim, knowing good and evil. And he's really not lying there. It's just not going to be the wisdom they need. It's going to be the wisdom that leads to death. And, And their eyes will be opened and everything changes. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye. And now also adding to that, because they were dealing with that, okay. Ah, desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. We'll talk more about that all process too. But, but you see, they're, 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 they know what they're not supposed to do. And yet all of a sudden it feels like what they want to do and it looks good and it's tempting and the enemy's going, go ahead. You're, it's going to be okay. And they take and eat and everything changes and we'll certainly talk about that. But they're, they're doing what seems right in their own eyes. And, and this is always a problem in history. Whenever people are doing what right in their own eyes, it leads to disaster. Uh, the, in, back in the time of uh, Moses, the people of God uh, were just a mess. And in Deuteronomy 12.8, it says, You shall not do at all what we're doing here today, every man doing what's right in his own eyes. Because it leads to horrific problems. Just trying to do it in your own way, in your own thinking, never works. Uh, in the time of the judges, Samuel writes, In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. And it's horrific. Because that's what we see in the world today. People just doing what they think is right instead of yielding to God and trusting Him and waiting for Him and knowing that He's good and knowing that He wants the very best for you. And, and this is the issue. And what happens with Adam and Eve is that, because people say, well, they're, they're supposed to die and they don't die. And I think people read it like if they eat from the tree, God's just going to come in and kill them. And it never says that. It just says they'll die. And in effect, it starts because they're exiled from that tree that they need to live forever. God has to say, you can't get to that one anymore. People go, that was awful mean. Lord God said, behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil, like an Elohim. And now he might stretch out his hand and also take from the tree of life and eat and live forever. And what God is saying, this is a mercy step. He's saying, we can't let people live in a fallen state forever. That would be like the worst possible thing you could imagine. So he's going to drop them so they can't get back to that tree in a physical approach any longer. Now, that could be a big mess. But but what that means for us is this. So that, that physical approach where they actually walked by and could partake from the tree of life. That was a, about their proximity to God and their relationship with God. That's been messed up for us, that we just can't walk there physically any longer. But there's a way, and that's through Jesus. 
John 15, Jesus says, I said to you this last week, I am the vine, I'm the tree of life, is what he's saying there. And, and look what he says in John 14. If this verse should just pop open to you now. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. I'm the tree. I'm access to you again. What he's done is he's made a way back for us. So we get to choose. Once again, we get to, by faith now, partake of the tree of life so that we can have everlasting life with God. But it's a decision, and it's fascinating if you think about it. It's a decision, again, based around a tree. This tree is the cross and what happens there. And you still have a decision to make. Will you trust in what God has done to restore your access, or will you still think, eh, we'll do it our own way? In our lives, this is it, pretty much daily. There's a tree that leads to life. That's God's way. And there's a tree that leads away from it. That's our way. That's our understanding. That's our wisdom. That's doing what we think we want. That's us taking and not waiting. It's just taking, taking. And that's the problem. And so I just want, I think, I think, I find this very helpful when faced with decisions throughout the day. Which way will I go? Who am I going to listen to? Am I going to listen to God? Which might take a little longer, but always works out better. Have you figured out God's way always works out better than the shortcuts we often try and take, which never seem to work out? I'm going to, I'm going to just trust and wait that this good God who wants to live with me forever, he's going to take care of it. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to trust. I'm going to listen to him. I don't want to go my way because there's never life that way. It might maybe for a second. It feels like there's life, but it never works. Choose life. Choose God. Blessing. That's the way you want to go. Okay, I'm going to finish there because I could, I could talk about trees a lot, but I'm not going to. Mountains and streams next week. Really important that you make these connections and then some more stuff after that. But for now, done. Ministry team, why don't you head over the wall? People on the way over there here to pray for you. Um, listen, Jesus makes a way back for us. He, he's the way to, to beat the exile, if you would. And, and we get back. We have access to God again in Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the light. It's how you get to the Father. And, and our part in that, we don't earn it. It's just us saying yes. It's a, it's a faith statement. Jesus, will you be my Lord and my Savior? And if you've never done that, please do it today. Best decision you will ever make in your life. Yes to Jesus. Is it... So trees, again, Jesus, yes, I want you as my Lord and Savior. And that's where we find life. If you've never done it, do it today. Amen. So during worship at 8, I got this picture of, um, I know some of you have seen that science experiment where they take the liter of Coke and they put the Mento in and it goes all everywhere. And I saw someone that, and you had a glass of Coca-Cola and it was bubbly and it was okay. And you're, you're asking God for more. And then I saw the liter of Coke and the Mento go in. So if you'll wait and do it his way, the blessings are like fountains. But when you take, you just get a little bit of bubbles. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Amen. We tease. I laugh because I, in those pictures, I always see that somebody drops a mento in that big liter bottle of Coke and then puts their mouth on it and it blows out of their ears just about, right? So I guess that's if you like want that all much. In, that's a, all that's in. A, that's, yeah, let's, woo, yeah. That'll change you. That'll change you. Yeah, it'll change What am I doing? Thank you, church, for being generous. You guys are awesome. This is how you can partner with us. Thank you for being faithful to giving, tithing, offering, all those cool things you do. We really do appreciate that. And uh, 
So thanks for that. And let's sing doxology, and we'll dismiss. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Prayer team is over there. On your way out, there's those Operation Christmas Child boxes if you want to get a hold of them. And don't forget, Grief Share starts tonight at uh, 6. And uh, there's a Heaven City Limit Thursday. At 6.30, and there's a newcomer's lunch after the 11 o'clock. All right, go. God, God bless you guys. We'll see you soon. Yes, trees. Very cool. And, and the mountains and streams and rivers. Very cool as well. Next week, we'll get into those. And then it'll be Thanksgiving. So. Very it goes cool. quickly. You're yeah, going to do an Advent series this year, right? I am going right? to do an Advent series. We're going to put a pin in this series in a few weeks and then go Advent. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be fun. Have a great week, everybody. God bless you guys. Bye-bye.